Abbey Dental, sponsors of Women Today, for all aspects of today's dental care. Dave Cowley from Represent Dance is with us to explain what is actually happening and we will talk about um, uh, talk about the event in just a moment. But first, tell us a little bit, remind us about Represent Dance and who you are and what you do. Oh, well, we're a, a street dance school in the Isle of Man. Um, we teach kids uh, from the ages of three or four upwards now. Um, and uh, yeah, they just they just come together and we teach them, we dance together and we have a really good time. And with it being the end of the year, we always do some kind of Christmas party, Christmas event. And I wanted to try and bring something more community minded into it for the kids this year. And you have fairly recently given up the day job to, to concentrate solely on this now? Well, among other things, yeah, yeah. Um, I had the uh, the thought to do it last year, but I didn't have the time to really try and put it into action. And of course, this year, now I have the, the bit more time to do that, so it's worked out really well. And how uh, popular is street dance then on the island now? Well, the kids who come to my place like it. Um, we've got around about 40 or 50 students at the moment, um, and they're all really dead keen. And uh, you can see that they get an awful lot out of it. It's not just about learning something. It's about coming together and being community and, and having a challenge as well. And they have a really good time. And from the point of view of the music, because it, it was sort of all linked in, wasn't it, with sort of probably 80s and 90s type music that for, for break dancing and that sort of street stuff. Is there, is there much new modern music that you, that you can use to, to accompany the routines? Yeah, I mean, it, you'll, you'll find like a lot of the the modern versions of this stuff isn't commonly played. It's not wildly popular making the charts and the radio and stuff, but there's still people making this kind of music fresh. Uh, and the and the stuff you can dance to that has become popular is inevitably grounded in the 70s, 80s rhythms. Uh, and they often rise really quickly to the top because it's just such good music. Uh, now, knowing a loved one will be looked after in the best possible way in an emergency situation, especially if they have additional needs, is extremely reassuring. And here on the island, there is a way of making sure that happens well before a situation arises. All this week, along with Jeff the Mongoose, we're taking a look back at some of the most positive developments on the island in certain themes for 2018. Yesterday, we focused on the environment. And today, we are talking about business and the development of the First Point Community portal by PDMS in partnership with emergency services and local charities. It is undoubtedly one of the best examples this year of business supporting people here in the Isle of Man. And to tell us more about it, we're joined by the portal's award-winning project lead, Alexandra Koifman, and representatives of four local charities who are now portal partners, and we'll meet them in just a moment. But first of all, Alexandra, just remind us what the portal is all about, first of all. The First Point Community Portal is a new way for people with additional needs to store details about themselves so that emergency services can more quickly identify them, bring them to a place of safety, provide better care for the person and contact their loved ones a bit sooner. And where did the idea come for this? It's actually something that the police have been realizing was a need for quite a while and some charities joined in the project because they saw a need for their service users. And this has been developed as part of your degree-based work placement with PDMS. And that degree, is it still ongoing? Yes, I have one more assignment left to go and then I'll have my master's degree. And how did you go about starting this then? Where did you, where do you even begin? Well, this idea was something that PDMS has been thinking about for a long time. Back in 2015, there was a student project which identified this need through working with the police. And so now when back a year ago when I started out with this project they gave me this project here's an idea 
try to see if you can make it work. So that's what I've been working with. And as I mentioned, you are award-winning. You you are very modest about it, but you were named the Isle of Man Newspapers Awards for Excellence, Young Achiever of the Year 2018. Wonderful recognition for what you've done. And I just wonder how you felt at that moment when uh, that announcement was made. I was pretty excited, but for me, the awards evening was more so about publicity for this project. And you manage it on a day-to-day basis. What does that involve then? That means I communicate with our charity partners. I do the tra- I've done the training for the charity partners. I'm involved with the training for the emergency services. Just doing everything that needs to be done for this project to keep on going. The Nation Station, Man's Radio. Now, throughout um, Milltown House, there are some wonderful objects and wonderful pieces of furniture, but we are standing next to a very exciting acquisition uh, that you made early this year. Tell us what we've got here. Sadly, the Christians went bankrupt in the 1880s and everything was sold off. So all the historical stuff went. Everything you see now is of later owners, except this extraordinary item we are standing next to here. We came across this because of a special edition from Canada of Antiques Roadshow. And a lady came on, we were just sitting watching it, and she said, this chair comes from Milntown in the Isle of Man and was owned by someone called Ilium Doan. And we said, what? Anyway, John Bly, who was the furniture expert on the show that day, definitely said it's from the 1640s, it's made of oak, and now we've traced the lineage of how it got there when the family that bought it from the Christians many years ago emigrated to Canada, we realise it's the genuine article. So what you're standing next to here is a piece of furniture that would have been on this estate way back in the 1660s, sat in and owned by Ilium Doan, and I like to think he probably planned the rebellion using this. You say sat in, but it looks like a table. This is the strange thing. It is now an octagonal table on legs, but I can lift one side up, which I'll do now, and the back slides down and reveals a fine oak chair. You can see how extraordinarily worn it is. It's all fitted together with wooden pegs. There's no nails or metal on it, and um, there's a very simple pattern on the back and on the front. Typical furniture from the mid-17th century. And it is a beautiful piece. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous about the fact, though, that uh, if you go to our Facebook, you'll see a video of, of Charles displaying this wonderful piece of furniture. Beth was very quick to sit in this chair. Does that mean that we can expect a rebellion from oh, her I think sometime so. It soon? does have that effect on you, definitely. And this afternoon, we are with Steph Cohen, who's a naturopath and medical herbalist. Any questions, 166177, or you can email studio at manxradio.com. We should say, obviously, we are just giving general advice about conditions. We can't be um, specific. And I'm sure, as as Steph would say, you must always contact your GP in the first instance as as well, because you've made it very clear, Steph, that there is an absolute place for conventional medicine. I do think it's important to reiterate that. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, G says, is your guest going to live forever? I hope not. (laughs) Um, We were mentioning um, things that you can do, you know, when you're feeling a little bit run down. Obviously, this time of year can be particularly busy and stressful. And I suppose we put a lot of stress on ourselves by the amount of food we eat and uh, the sort of things we're drinking as well. Can we do anything to sort of protect ourselves from that but not be complete party poopers at the same time? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's some great 
green smoothies on Google. All you have to do is Google green smoothie recipes. And if you can't be bothered to do that, pop down to Holland and Barrett or some one of the health food shops on the island and and pick up some um, green superfood powders. Um, they can certainly support yourself. But really, it's all about moderation, Beth. Can you add that green super smoothie powder to your Prosecco? <laughs> well, I like Prosecco too much to ruin it, to be honest. You'd want to be having your, your green powders and then your Prosecco separately, but it's just make sure you're adding your green stuff in and it doesn't have to be powders. That's what I teach people. It's not about buying supplements and powders and things. It's about be eating real food and whole food and really increasing your vegetable intake. And speaking of that, we've had a message in from Claire who says, I suffer from ongoing digestive problems. I keep being directed to eat more lentils, pulses and fruits, but all they seem to do is aggravate the symptoms more. Do I just need to persevere? Well, it depends. Um, your digestion is quite a large part of your body. So if it's upper digestive problems, um, then we treat that differently. So upper digestive problems is reflux and heartburn and belching. So that would indicate usually that you might have some low digestive enzymes or that you, because of stress, maybe you've got some low um, stomach acid. So you, but your food's not broken down properly in your stomach. Or if it's lower digestive problems, that normally indicates bloating, sometimes constipation or alternating constipation and diarrhea. Sometimes it can be worse. People can get mucus or bleeding from the bowels as well. So really looking to identify what the cause is. If you find that there's a certain food or food groups that's causing you to have problems, then that's what's called food intolerances. And that's an immune system reaction to something that you're eating. So we'd always look to find out what the problem is. Is it a food intolerance or is it because you might have um, some overgrown of bacteria in your gut? So people might have heard of probiotics, which help keep our guts um biome in a healthy in a, in a healthy balance yes so it just it really depends what the problem is and um, during a consultation we talk about we talk a lot about poo and things and how it looks <laughs> and how it smells and and things like that but that really does give us a lot of information as to what's going on inside apologies if anyone is having a late lunch we should say but it is important to be bodily aware isn't it for lots of different reasons absolutely so looking at any excretions that come from your body is really giving you an idea on what's going on inside the nation station Manx radio got someone with us now who uh, has spent this year swimming cycling and campaigning to epic lengths i think it's safe to say uh, all in the name of male mental health and it is someone you've spoken to several times rianne over the over the course of the past couple of months george blackwell um just remind people then about these two in particular these two big things that you did over the course of this year so back in uh, july i started off with a 6639 meter open water swim um, from castile harbour to gansey uh, in aid of well sort of representing the 6,639 annual suicides in the UK. Um, and then later on in, just gone in October, I uh, moved on to a 12-day event, which was uh, 84 miles on a static bike every day for 12 days to represent the 12 daily and 84 weekly male suicides in the UK. And why did you want to do this? Uh, it was sort of close family issues. And then uh, sort of as you start talking to various people about these you realize how close the network is because um, it's such a taboo issue uh, and subject sort of as it the more the more you talk to people about it the more you realize how many people are affected and it's kind of just like stems from there um, and yeah sort of a massive passion of mine that sort of grew grew from that 
And it's really interesting that you chose that physical struggle to represent the mental torment that lots of people go through. Yeah, that was quite a nice sort of analogy that I wasn't actually aware of at first. It kind of just grew, grew from there. But um, yeah, it is very, very fitting. And what sort of conversations do you think you've sparked among um, people of your own age because of this? Um, I know from sort of personal conversations I've had myself, I've managed to make an impact on sort of people around me. Um, I'm hoping that there's more than I'm actually aware of. Um, but yeah, uh, it's something that I'm continuing to work on as well and hopefully it'll yeah, keep spreading through the island and to the UK as well.